Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, it's a good day. We're here to talk about the Mavericks. I feel like the Mavericks are a bit of an overlooked team this year in the fantasy, so there could be lots of goodness to come. I feel like not only are the Mavericks overlooked in fantasy, I think being overlooked in the regular season as well. They have a lot of very young talent. They, of course, as I would... Actually, I would really hope that everybody listening to this knows that they acquired Chris Stapps Porzingis during the offseason. But... Not true. They all, oh, during the season, I guess you're right. During the regular season, they acquired Chris Stapps Porzingis, but he was hurt, so this will be the first season he's actually going to play. But they also got DeLon Wright, the Boban Marjanovic, uh, and a Tyler Watts favorite, Seth Curry, in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, a sneaky good offseason for the Mavericks. Like they, they plug some holes. Obviously, they got their main player during last season when they got Chris Tapps. And um, I'll ask my question to start it off. Do you think they're a playoff team? Man, um, I hope they are in the running for the playoffs. But if I had to put money on it, I would say they are not. So here's kind of how I look at it. And I, and I missed the question. Um, on one of our previous episodes, so I'll, I'll kind of tell you what I think. I think it's between them and the Spurs for the last spot. One That's right, because they're, they're, those are top-tier coaches, so, like, going to be rough. And I'm undecided. I'm undecided hard. I, I want to say Dallas makes it. I, I kind of believe that they have the, enough talent to make it, but betting against Pop is always very difficult. And in my mind, those are kind of the, the two teams going for that eighth seed. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yes. Um, I think... And Popovich, is- for, for the record, has never missed the playoffs in a season where he's been the coach for the whole season. So, like, the last time the Spurs missed the playoffs was 1997, and Pop only coached, like, the second half of that year. And then they made him the coach, right, full-time, and he has not missed the playoffs since. So that's, like, True. what, 21 years in a row or something they've made the playoffs, which is crazy. I think the West is just going to be a bloodbath and, you know, Pop Spurs, actually an underlooked, underrated dynasty. Uh, I know people consider them a dynasty, but like real, le- legitimately making the playoffs every year in, in the NBA for, for decades on end, a lot, not a lot of teams can even approach to say that some of these teams, uh, RIP, Sacramento, uh, Charlotte, all those. There's a lot of bad teams that haven't made the playoffs at all. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's crazy that um, he's been that good and that consistently good. And no matter who's on the team, right, the roster changes and they still are really good. And Kawhi Leonard missed the whole year and they still made the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, there's just been some crazy years in there if you look back in history. Definitely. Um, but for the Dallas Mavericks this year, Tyler. As I always ask, what is the most interesting fantasy basketball thread going into this Mavericks season? 
Um, it's probably the underration of Chris Porzingis. I mean, you mentioned it, right? He didn't play at all uh, last season. He tore his ACL in February of 2018. Um, so he actually was an all-star, but he never played in the all-star game that season. He only played 48 games. And I think everyone's just kind of sleeping on Porzingis. Like, Porzingis is really, really good. And I, I've taught the stat to a few people, and I think it blows their mind sometimes. Um, he played 48 games in the 2017-2018 season. He finished eighth in the NBA in total blocks in 48 yes. games played. So we're talking a, a guy who can score over 20 points a game, an elite shot blocker, will probably per game be in the top three. I would say that's a safe bet. Um, hits threes. The percentages, I mean, the field three throw percentage for a big man is great. The field goal percentage, I think it's going to be better this year. I think he's going to actually hit a career high in field goals because Luka Doncic is the best player he's ever played with. He's the best point guard or primary ball handler, whatever you want to call that, that he's ever played with. I mean, you remember some of those Knicks teams were running out like a 35-year-old Jared Jack at point guard, um, which is not great. Um, Porzingis is not a fantastic rebounder. He's kind of in that Miles Turner, like seven range. Um, not a ton of assists. 0.8 steals probably help you, but it's not a fantastic number. Uh, but I think Porzingis has a lot to offer. And like when I'm looking at him and Miles Turner, I don't get why someone wants to take Miles Turner at 20 and doesn't want to take Porzingis till 50. Unless you're thinking Miles Turner is just going to play like 20 more games than Porzingis. Like Porzingis' stats are similar and maybe even better. Like Turner's going to shoot obviously the better field goal percentage, but isn't Porzingis going to score significantly more points? Oh. You're you're hitting on a lot of really good points. Is that Porzingis one overlooked, um, and number two, he is doing the same types of things that guys going in the middle of the second round, early third round are going. And right now, actually, I think probably due to the way Yahoo rate, uh, ranks their players, Chris Tapp's ADP is uh, thirty one overall. So that's 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 a pretty I think a pretty solid place to take him but i've seen him drop much further than that including in expert drafts and you kind of mentioned the reason why 48 games last season 66 uh games the season before that zero yes, games he, last season well yeah that's true. games the year before that that's very true so yeah, that's zero 48 and 66 um on the flip side of that he is a modern big he can score 20 points a game which is pretty insane uh, elite blocks, almost a steal a game. All things you want in what you would consider a top tier, uh, second round or third round type of player. But we've talked about this a lot, Tyler. You don't want to take a huge risk with one of your first. Yeah, no, players. I don't. I don't necessarily want him in the second or third round. But I was in a draft, um, in an expert draft the other week, where he went at pick fifty two. And I was trying to figure out how Porzingis is not a top 50 player, even in 60 games. So in 48 games that season that he got injured, he in totals, he was 74th overall in totals. So uh, definitely top 100 player in, in half a season. He's just simply like, granted the, you know, the assists aren't great. He is an elite type of fantasy player. I'm just curious, Tyler. Can you uh, trust him with the word coming out of, of Dallas Mavericks camp that he is going to, he's going to send some back-to-backs. He is going to 
take it slowly getting back into the season. Can you trust him to play 70 games this season? Um, well, that might be a bit aggressive, right? Uh, the Mavericks have 13 back-to-backs. So if he misses all of those, right, we're talking um, – 69 right there. Right. Yep. Still a good number of games right there. But um, so Coach Carlisle said on Media Day that they were going to err on the side of caution um, early in the season. Now, he had off more than a full year, right? It's been going to be basically 20 months by the time uh, the opening night rolls around since he's played in an NBA game. I think they're going to be cautious with the minutes a little bit. Like, I don't think they're going to be throwing him out there for 32, 33, 34, maybe on opening night. I think they're maybe going to try to keep him around 30. Um, They're going to sit him some back-to-backs early in the season. I think the goal is probably that he misses somewhere around 10 to 15 games. Um, And then obviously it's going to depend a lot on how Porzingis feels throughout the year and how hard Dallas is pushing for the playoffs, right? Like if they're in a really tight race toward the end and there's some back-to-backs coming up, Porzingis might say he's healthy enough to play in both and they might let him do that. Um, We saw that with Joel Embiid the year he came back, right? He missed a lot of the back-to-backs until it got near the end and then he started playing in back-to-backs. So I think that that could definitely be the case. Um, Yeah, the, the injury track record is bigger than the ACL too. Like he's missed a, a lot of games in a lot of years for some smaller ailments or, or whatever. And I, I understand that, but if I can get this guy in the forties or fifties, like I still feel pretty good about him playing, you know, enough games to return that value. And obviously in a shallower league, you're going to get some replacement level value with Porzingis. So he's going to return a lot more than that value. Now in a deeper league, I might be a little more hesitant on Porzingis, but I think, you know, he lives up to his nickname. I say that a lot, right? He is the unicorn. He does things. No, no player in the league can match his stat line. Like Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis can score as much or more than him and block as many or more shots than him. But none of those guys can shoot elite three pointers. And we've seen him be, basically elite in the last season he played. And even the year before that, he was above league average, which neither one of those two guys are. So um, yeah, he's got a really diverse and, and interesting stat line for fantasy. And I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan. Um, we'll see how it all works out. Right. Incredibly um, unique for sure. Um, I'm, I'm a little risk adverse when it comes to Chris Tetz for Zingas. So like he's probably, if all things break, right. A third round value. Um, I don't know if I'm taking him in the third round, though, Tyler. I think he might drop to the fourth round for me. But I still um, – there's a lot of, like, bigs later in the draft, which I think allows me to be a little bit less, uh, you know, risk uh, risky with my with my draft and taking Chris Steps in the third round. But if I was near the end of the third round, uh, early fourth round, that's when I'm starting to uh, kind of pinpoint Chris Steps, Porzingis, uh, but I find it kind of interesting that we're talking about Chris Stapps first because there's someone that you like to talk about even more than Chris Stapps. And I want to ask you a question. Who do you draft first, Luka Doncic or Chris Stapps Porzingis? Yeah, no question it's Luka Doncic. I think, um, well, I got a lot of good stats So um, on Luka Doncic. I think Luka Doncic is... Better than Trey Young this year. So if you're picking Trey Young in the second round, I don't know why you're not picking Luka Doncic in the second round. I think Luka Doncic finishes this year as a top twenty player. And is, a lot of people, I actually say that's, think that's a bold. That's a bold statement, Tyler. Because last year, per game in seventy two games, thirty two minutes, Luka Doncic was 99th overall per game, only shooting forty two and a half. Yeah, but that's, that's 71%. a nine cat. 
I'm in some nine cat leagues, Tyler. That's fine. I mean, but that the turnovers don't tell uh, the whole story with a point guard. With a guy with a ball in his hands as much as Luka Doncic. Like, there are so many guys turning the ball over. But here's the crazy part, okay? So you're going to tell me the percentages sucked, right? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you they were complete baloney. And, and give me some evidence why. Okay, so um, you want to go field goal or you want to go free throw first? Go oh, free throw first because field goal will be a little bit more interesting. Okay, so free throws. So he played for Real Madrid, which is professional basketball in Europe, right, with the exact same three-point line um, ever since he was 15 years old. Okay, let's just look at the last two seasons he played for Real Madrid, though, because he really wasn't playing a ton, ton of minutes until those last two seasons with Real Madrid. So in those two seasons, he took 528 free throws at the exact same distance, right? He shot 79.5% on his free throws over those 528 attempts. So that's relatively 80%, right? So now you look at the beginning of last year, right? So he played 35 games in the 2018 portion of last year's schedule. And he got to the line a ton, and he shot 76.2%. Now, the problem with a lot of his numbers last year is, number one, they flipped the entire team on him with that Porzingis trade, right? They traded the other four starters from their basically opening night lineup. Either they traded Harrison Barnes to the Kings in kind of a salary dump, and then they traded the rest of them to the Knicks. So... You know, when your whole team changes around you, that's a problem, right? The other issue was they he played basically up until draft night. Real Madrid's season ended two days before the draft, right? So he basically, all he did was travel to New York for the draft and then get drafted. So they let him sit out Summer League, and they let him sit out uh, about the month after Summer League, too. The only problem with that was he did not spend the time working out and was a bit heavy, let's say. Um and I think that really wore him down late in the season because he spent a lot of time getting in shape. And then, you know, there was a, a long period where, right, it's the best league in the world, and, okay. and he was adjusting to that. That uh, Those numbers this, weren't pretty near the end. Does this uh, relate to his field goal percentage, though? Field goal percentage, and this is, the the I think, the big difference maker here, is he shot 44% early on in the season, okay? So that's not great still, but... What I think is going to happen is he's got Porzingis now spacing the floor, right? He's got Seth Curry, guys that are shooters. The Mavericks shot the fourth most three-pointers in the NBA last year, and they hit them at the third worst percentage. So that's pretty crazy to think about, right? Um, They've got some shooters now, and I think that's going to make a big difference in spacing the floor for Luka and just letting him you know, kind of operate in space. Um, I think he's probably going to shoot 44 and a half to 45 percent this year and that might be a little bit bold but i i definitely think you know we got some better players around him he's in better shape he's gonna not wear down so much toward the end of the year and i think the mavericks are also gonna be smarter with him and here's the other thing he's gonna play more minutes than 32 a game like he's probably gonna play 34 35 um which will let all those counting stats go up too uh, you you've made a lot of you made a lot of really good points about you know his he's playing with a better squad around him 
uh, which I really I really like to hear. Uh, that to me that means just you know add a little bit of extra assists on there. And if you're in a head-to-head league, honestly, those percentages don't matter. You get rid of turnovers and f- even just free throw percentage, and he's the 33rd ranked player per game last season. So I think you're maybe a little high on field goal. I think it's a little bit closer to um, 40, I guess, you know, 42, 43 range. But even so, like, that's not insurmountable. It's it's that free throw that needs to go up closer to 46, 47, closer to 80, 80 really. And that's what I want to see to see the big bump from Luka Doncic. But here's the, here, here's the thing. Everything else he does is incredibly, incredibly good. Obviously, he's not a shot blocker, but he does look cutter. Uh, he looks fitter. He looks like here's, he's putting in work, and he's already pretty much a going to be an all star. I, I would I would assume he, he was should have been an all star last year. Was the the crazy stat line from the last twenty three games? Now the percentages were bad, um, but he averaged nine point seven rebounds, seven point one assists, a steal, half a block, and twenty two point nine points a game. Um, it's nice. I'm, Obviously, Porzingis is going to take some of that usage, but Porzingis is not a great rebounder. I could see Luca averaging like eight, eight and a half, pretty close to nine rebounds this year. Um, I think you're going to see him average seven assists. I think you're going to see him average over a steal, uh, 0.4, 0.5 blocks, like 23 points on a good free throw percentage. And he gets to the line a ton. Like if he shoots 80, he's going to shoot like, you know, six and a half, seven, maybe even seven and a half attempts a game. I think the three point percentage is also going to go up. He shot. 36% early in the year. And then obviously that trailed way off uh, late in the year when he was kind of the only one on the floor at some points. Um, that was 28, 28.3% over those last 23 games I mentioned. So um, I think you're going to see just a nice efficiency boost. And I think you're going to see some crazy counting stats. And I think people are sleeping on Luca a little bit as far as, you know, he's going in some drafts in that, you know, kind of 30, 35 range and i mean i think he's a top 20 player this year yeah if it's a cat i don't see any way he's not like a better ben simmons he's actually going to shoot threes and he's actually going to get you the ben simmons you know good rebounds good assists decent steals i mean like ben simmons may get more steals and, and maybe a little bit more blocks but um, yeah i don't know i think he's I think a more, score more too. manageable uh Ben Simmons because you know Ben Simmons does he's not gonna hit let everybody settle down Ben Simmons is not gonna start hitting threes chill the hell out so he, he's you know, gonna hit his first one though I'm calling that he's gonna hit his well, first one he's definitely gonna start shooting them but he's not gonna start hitting them so yeah he'll probably make at least one this season uh but I I think a lot of people are actually on Luka Doncic this year they think he and we're really talking about a guy that if you're predicting him where you are saying he could go, he's going to have a major leap. Um, he's definitely worth more in leagues where you're punting uh, your free throws and your percentages and your turnovers. And the issue is ADP on Yahoo is currently 19.5. And that is a very, very high pick and a very – once again, risky pick for a Dallas Maverick that high in your draft. But I think really in that 20 to 25 range is where you're going to, if you want Luka Doncic, you're probably going to have to take him with your like second round pick. That's that's fair. I mean, like, I don't know about 19, but I think he finishes as a top 20 player now. 
drafting him there is probably drafting him at his ceiling. So that doesn't sound great. I will name you three guys and I'd like to let, I'd like you to tell me who you like better. Okay. You ready for this? Um, Donovan Mitchell or Luka Doncic. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Oh, what type of league? Roto or head to head? Uh, let's say it's head to head. Why not? Like Luka Doncic better. Uh, Trey Young or Luka Doncic? Ooh, that's an even better question. I think I am good. At, I'm good to go. Trey Young. Eight assists a game is hard to replicate. Okay, so that's that's fine. But you're getting seven, and you're getting nine rebounds. Absolutely, oh, but I think Trey Young pushes getting, for ten. I think Trey Young pushes for ten assists a game this season. I think you are misplacing the value here, just in the sense that if Luka Doncic shoots eighty percent on his free throws, there's no way Trey Young finishes better than him. There's well, no way because Luka uh, Doncic is going to have Luka better Doncic field goals. It's not going to hit eighty percent of his free throws. That's just not going to happen. He's not going to make that big. He's not going to make a nine percent leap in his free throws. I just don't see it. I'll put that so on the board. Yeah, put, that, put that on I'll the board. Uh, put that on the board, listeners. Eighty uh, percent over under for Luka Doncic. Uh, actually, let's seventy nine point nine percent. I'll give you. I'll give you the point. Oh, oh, Tyler. Uh, Tyler's taking the over. I'm taking the under on that one. Uh, but you're not wrong in placing Luka Doncic's name against those players because that is those are the decisions you're going to have to be making at the end of the second round, early in the third round, and. All of those guys are a bit, still have a bit of a small sample size theater, a bit unknown. And it really, I don't feel like you can go wrong with any of those guys at all. I don't think any of them are going to be like giant flops. Um, It's just that which one do you think takes an even bigger leap this year? And if you want to tell me that Luka Doncic takes the biggest leap this year, yeah, I believe you. Like, he's great. Here's the here's the one that I, I think is pretty interesting. De'Aaron Fox or Luka Doncic. So I see a lot of people hyped oh. on Fox because it's you know the third year leap as opposed to the second or um, that kind of stuff. And interesting. I don't I don't really think it's much of a question because I feel like I'm going Luka Doncic there. I feel like what what category is Fox going to be better in? Okay, he might get you like an extra half of an assist, and he might get you like an extra half a steal, but Luka's going to score well over 20 and i don't know that darren fox is darren fox may shoot a better field goal percentage but i think the free throw percentage at best comes out in the wash because darren fox not a good free throw shooter either so and then you got more threes from luca way more rebounds about the same in box like i I just don't think that's that close and i think some people are making that a little closer than it seems yeah i think the deer and fox like listen deer fox is very very good Let's let's uh, let's slow a roll on on too much De'Aaron Fox slander, but if you're in a roto league, you have to be worried about that seventy two percent. You have to be worried about um, his general lack of three point shooting. So to think De'Aaron Fox is a is a lock as a top fifty player, I I I think. Doncic is a lock for a top 50 player for sure versus De'Aaron Fox. I'd actually take De'Aaron Fox last out of those out of that group, Mitchell, Young, Doncic, because De'Aaron Fox... Me too, by far. I, I, just, 
I'm not sure he's a lock. I'm not sure he's a lock for a top 50 player. He could be. He's yeah, like a top I, I, 50 player, but I don't think he's a lock. Um, yeah, and the percentage of these top 50 players probably what, like 80-20? 80-90-10? 80, 85-15? 85-15, that's what I'll go with. Um, 85 that he is, but yeah, I mean, I think you could definitely see he took a big leap last year, and we've seen players take a leap and they kind of regress a little bit, so I don't know that it's nothing. None, I wouldn't say anything surefire either. Like, you know what I mean? You mess your hand up or your finger, you might take a shooting dip, but anybody could do that. So, Yeah, so the next guy on this team um, that you would con- that I think people are going to consider drafting is someone I feel like has got a little a little too much hype around his name in the inner circles of fantasy basketball. And uh, you like him quite a bit, and I'm I'm real skeptical about this guy, uh, DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright is kind of your boy this year, and I I just really – he played 20, what, 22 minutes a game last season. Uh, down the, you know, down the stretch, he certainly played a lot more. He was placing, playing, you know, closer to 30, but, you know, they got still got Luka Doncic basically playing point guard. Seth Curry coming in to take minutes. Tim Hardaway Jr. still exists. Um, and J.J. Breyer is still on the team somehow. I don't know if, how much time J.J. will actually play, but um, why, why would DeLon Wright's situation suddenly burst into – um, starters minutes this season, which if starters minutes, I'm a lot more interested in Delon Wright. Oh, um, I can tell you with 95% certainty. Now he has a hamstring injury. I will say this: he has a hamstring injury entering mm. camp mm. On, the, on the first day. He did all non-contact work, but the hamstring injury seems of the the very mild variety. Now I'm a little bit more worried about this than I was couple of days ago because no one really knew this hamstring injury was a thing until they had media day on Monday. Um, so I'm a little bit more worried about this because you and I both know hamstring injuries have a pretty high reoccurrence rate. And they're one of those injuries where it looks like you're going to come back. It looks like you're going to come back. It looks like you're going to come back. Oh, you hurt your hamstring again. And then you're out a little while, you know? Um, so, so that's a little bit worrying. I will say that to start it off. Now, Delon Wright could be very interesting in the defensive stats. And you know how much I'm a big fan of defensive stats. Okay. Uh, in the, well, let's, let's just go per 36 minutes. Cause it's, it's, it's a good uh, gauge, right? 1.9 steals per 36 minutes last year, 1.8 for his career, 0.7 blocks per 36 minutes. Okay. So if he's playing 30, you're looking at like a steal and a half and half a block, which is super interesting, right? Um, the Mavericks targeted him. Um, they basically had they Memphis traded for him during last season from Toronto, right? And he basically told them he wanted to start. He was a restricted free agent this summer. The Mavs called him, according to him, Coach Carlisle called him the first second free agency opened. They really wanted Delon Wright, and where they see Delon Wright fitting on this team is the the guy who can defend the point guard, right? Luca's going to play the point guard. He's going to defend the other team's point guard. So whether you call him point guard, whatever, that doesn't matter to me, but he's going to defend the other team's point guard. He is a very good perimeter defender. I think the Mavs have basically made it known that for all intents and purposes, he's going to be the starter and he's going to play somewhere in the 28 to 30 minute a game range. Um, so that's interesting, right? And obviously this hamstring injury could affect that. And we'll, we'll talk about that more if it does. Now, I don't know how many assists are going to be there just because 
Obviously, he's not going to be handling the ball as much as a normal point guard, but he's a good rebounder for a guard, and the Mavs need rebounding. I could see him average like five rebounds a game. And if he's getting you a steal and a half and a half a block, and even if he's only getting you like 10, 11, 12 points, he's pretty interesting to me. Now, he's got to shoot better from three-point range, and the Mavs are going to want to shoot three-pointers. He's going to get plenty of catch-and-shoot attempts playing with Porzingis and Luka Doncic. Um, the question is how good can he make those? He had one season for Toronto where he shot 36%. Last year he was an abysmal 29.8%. Um, so oh, I don't gonna, like, don't like the sound of that Tyler. I, um, yeah, but, okay. I, I, so, I, I, so where can I pick him? That's my question. Where can I, okay. where can I get DeLon right? Yeah. So, um, this is where I think it's really, really good to depend on what type of league you're playing in. And I'm not talking about Roto or head to head. I'm talking about, are you playing with the sharps? Are you playing with, the uh, the normies the generals the 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 scrubs the 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 peasants i should the uh the scum of the earth the regular people tyler um are you playing with them or are you playing with the sharps because in the industry we're seeing i'm seeing delon right go in the sixth round in the seventh round um around guys that i know can be top 60 top 75 players though I think if you're playing in a just a normal league, I'll try not to besmirch our our, our, our new fantasy basketball players out there who might be listening to this. He's currently going at 101, and I 101. That's a lot more interesting to me. But 10 even 101, like if everything um, goes right, that's a good deal. If everything goes okay, though, 101's probably, uh, you know, he'll probably end up in that 80, 90 range if everything goes okay for him, not well for him. But he's got that upside, and at 101, I like taking somebody with a little bit of upside, but his upside isn't top 50. His upside isn't top 60. Um, it's a guy yeah, who gets... Well, if he's getting he's, picked he's at 70, that's probably, that's probably the ceiling, right? Like, pick if he's getting picked at 70, I'd say that's his about his ceiling. Like I don't, he's not going to score a ton. He's not going to assist a ton. He's just not going to have the ball in his hands that much. And he's not going to hit that many three pointers. I don't think so. Yeah. I'd say, but at a hundred, I'm, I'm interested. I'm definitely interested in, and here's the other reality at that, at that pick a hundred, what point guards that are going to play 28 to 30 minutes are even available. Like if you need a point guard, he might be pretty much all that's left. You could get Dennis Schroeder, who I still think is going to be fairly good on Thunder. Um, but other than could, that... Uh, Derek White or DeLon Wright? That's a good question. Um, both kind of interesting point guards doing a little bit of different stuff. Um, in a head-to-head <laughs> league, I think I'd go DeLon Wright just because I think there's going to be better defensive numbers even than, than Derek White's. And I think Derek White gets a lot of bump for his defensive numbers um in in roto i think uh derek white will have probably a little bit better percentages so i'll go with him in that okay um i think that's where people should be thinking about both of those guys delon Wright, derek white 100 plus players who have a potential to be 75 ranked players who could be go from the second plateau to the first plateau and if you're in the middle or late of that second plateau like someone who can get in the first plateau is is pretty good and especially someone who's going to get you like uh steals like let's say like delon right some good steals and some uh, decent assists there's right, a maverick cool. i would pick, and i pick over delon right is that fair to say there is really Are you you like dwight powell over delon right 
uh, yeah, by a good margin, actually. Ooh, all right. Well, let's let's wrap it up on on Delon Wright. Uh, kind of an interesting player to um, keep an eye on. Um, I think plus one hundred is is a nice place to probably pick up Delon Wright. But Dwight Powell, Tyler, I'm I'm a, I'm a, maybe I shouldn't be surprised because you do followed the Dallas Mavericks very closly. So are you are you predicting a, a breakout season for Dwight Powell? Like what, what are the minutes per game? Why was such a why such a hype on Dwight Powell? Well Dwight Powell opted into a player option um, at the end of last season. And then the Mavericks gave him a three year extension. So obviously they had they did not need to do that. So that that tells you right there that somebody in there is thinking this guy's good. And I'm not talking like they paid him pennies. They paid him 33 million over three years. So 11 million a season is a nice chunk of change for somebody. Um, the way Powell is a super efficient guy, he may lead the league in true shooting percentage. He may lead the league in field goal percentage. Like he's one of those guys who's good. Um, I'm gonna read you his stats after they made the Porzingis trade. Okay, so 31 games. He averaged 13.8 points, 7.2 rebounds, 2.2 assists, 0.7 steals, 0.8 blocks, 61% from the field, 80% from the free throw line. Very, very he nice. Made 0.83 pointers a game. Um, it is a small sample size theater, Tyler. Yeah, but here's the thing. We've never really seen him play that kind of minutes, right? 29 minutes. Coach Carlisle tipped his hand that Powell's going to start yesterday. Um, he made a quote about him fitting really well next to Chris Epps Porzingis. Um, here's the other big men on the team. They've got Boban, who can't play in certain matchups. Like, if you go small, Boban can't defend on the perimeter, so Boban's going to get cooked. The other, only other true big man on the team is Maxi Cleaver. So, Maxi Pad Cleaver. What a, what a great guy. So I don't really see any way that Dwight Powell doesn't play like 30 minutes a game on the average night. And any night Porzingis sits out, I'm thinking they got to play Powell like 32, 33 minutes a game. Um, you're going to get good percentages. You're going to get a, a, an okay three, like probably around one a game, I would guess. Uh, maybe a little bit less. You're going to get like seven rebounds, uh, 0.8 steals, 0.8 blocks, and like 13 points. Um, to me, that's a top 100 player. Actually, I think that's a little bit better than a top 100 player. I think it's also in that kind of like 70 to 80 range, but another player that is uh, disappearing uh, into the post-100 draft in an ADP of 120. For I see, I've been, I've been dip, dipping down and getting him like right in that kind of 105, 110 range, um, and I've been feeling really good about that. I think he's got the upside, like you mentioned, to be kind of a uh, – a top 75 player, you know, kind of sneaking in there in that 75 to 80 range. And yeah, I mean, at, at one, 105, 110, 120, there's some real good value there. Um, Powell's a guy I definitely, especially if you care about your percentage, this guy's a great in a roto league. He's fantastic because, I mean, he's literally going to shoot 58 and probably 75 to 80. And now the free throws are not a crazy amount of attempts and neither are the field goals probably, but I mean, they're helping you because they're just such good percentages. Um, yeah, I think he's getting slept on. And I, I, I honestly think if you told me who averages the second, who gets the second most minutes for the season on the Mavericks, I would guess it's Luka Doncic and Dwight Powell. Wow. I think that's a, that's a bold statement. Put that one on the board. Um, I don't, I guess I don't know who would be the second, maybe Tim, Tim Hardaway Jr. Perhaps maybe playing the most minutes just cause he has to, but like, 
Um, I feel I kind of feel you out that uh, Dwight Powell is the less sexy name in both kind of you know sharps and squares circles. Um, obviously, going at one twenty is is a little too low. So definitely target him uh, at the end of drafts, uh, along with Delon Wright. Tyler, is there anyone else on this Dallas Mavericks team that would be relevant in a in a standard league? Because right now, I I'm not feeling Tim Hardaway Jr. I never, you know, he he had his he had his chance, and uh, we all know who he is. Uh, Seth Curry hanging around, but I feel like there's not enough cloud in there to draft any of those guys in a, in a standard league. Yeah, um, that's fine. I will say this about two players that I would definitely be looking to stream, and that would be Seth Curry. Obviously, um, here's a crazy stat for you. His 43.9% from the three-point range for his career is the third highest in NBA history. His brother, Seth, his brother Seth Curry is fifth, um, but he has the third highest three-point percentage in NBA history. Steve Kerr is better, and there's one other guy. That's it. So that's pretty crazy. Um, I think Seth Curry is going to play more than people think. And I think he could work his way into, um, especially a 12 team league kind of being worth rostered. He's underrated in the sense that he can get you like a steal a game. If he's playing, you know, 27, 28 minutes and he can get you like 12 points and a bucket load of threes because he just hits everything. Um, the Mavericks paid him about four years, 32 million. They want him to space the floor. Um, I made a sneaky prediction the other day that he's probably not part of the starting unit, but I think he could easily become part of their closing lineup. Uh, I just think they're going to want, you know, shooters around uh, Porzingis and Luka Doncic, and there may not be any better shooter in the NBA right now than Seth Curry, as crazy as that sounds. Um, the I mean, the that makes a lot of sense. Right? This makes a lot of sense. I don't think you need to waste a draft pick on Seth Curry, though. Uh, just simply because he's going to be on your waiver wire after the draft. He'll be available, and, and there'll, be, there'll I, be stretches where he won't be even worth rostering. So, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing a draft pick on him. I'm fine with that, but uh, so got to keep an eye on. And Maxi Kleba will be worth streaming, and may even sneak into kind of that same territory. He he blocked 1.1 shots a game in 21.2 minutes. Um, I would guess he probably plays somewhere in that 26 to 28 minute a game range this year. Um, when it's all said and done, it could be closer to 30 just because depending on how many games Porzingis misses, um, when Porzingis misses, he's probably going to start at the four and he's going to play a similar role to Porzingis where he's the rim protector and Dwight Powell's kind of defending more on the perimeter. Um, he's not a fantastic yeah. rebounder. Percentages yeah. are okay, but I, we talked about this a lot, right? Blocks are down and not many guys are even getting a block a game anymore. I think this is a guy who's safely going to get you over a block a game, and that's going to be definitely worth streaming in pretty much any league. Once again, streamer definitely uh, not someone I'm, I'm rostering unless there's an extended, uh, even if it, with the extended out, if there's an extended outage for Porzingis, uh, just keep an eye on him. I, I would I'd pick him up just in case to see what happens, but um, yeah, not I'm not terribly interested. I think that's it for the Dallas Mavericks. Tyler, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Find me at Watch the Boxes, guys. If you like the show, rate, review us, leave, leave us feedback. If you want access to exclusive content or our listener leagues, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We really appreciate our Patreons. And uh, we'll catch you for the next team.